overwhelmed by clutter when you walk through the door? Are you tired all the time and stuck just getting by? With each day being a carbon copy of the next and no time or space for yourself? Hi, I'm Sarah and I was you, so I understand. You're a busy mom, whether at home or working full time, feeling like you're in survival mode. There isn't time for more because you're just putting out fires, overwhelmed by all the stuff and aching for something more. That's what the Simple Intentional Podcast is here for, to support you. Whether it's to clear clutter, ditch the overwhelm, and create ease and simplicity, figure out how to be more intentional in your life, or inspire you into action. Each week, I'll share things like practical and actionable tips you can start using immediately to start living more intentionally and create your life, as well as interviews with people that will inspire and educate you. I'm a full-time working mom, wife, and lover of all things simple. After a stage four cancer diagnosis in 2014, I started on a path to change how I was living. And I'm sharing with you everything that has helped me move from a stressed out, people-pleasing perfectionist to calm, in control, and feeling like the best version of myself. So grab your earbuds, a cup of tea, and join me to start making powerful shifts in your life today. This is about so much more than stuff. Hello, and welcome back to the Simple and Intentional Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this week I'm talking about how to not take things personally. So this is one that's near and dear to my heart because this was a huge shift for me. It's had such a big impact on how I live my life and how I feel. And I really want to share with you two things that have really, really helped me make that move away from taking a lot personally to taking very little personally. (laughs) And often hardly anything. Instead, becoming more of an observer and recognizing my own behavior, um, my own choices, and being able to make shifts from a responsive place instead of a reactive place. So that's where I actually want to start, is that I think that the act of taking things personally comes from a very reactive place. Somebody says something and, ooh, we feel that that sting or that flutter in our stomach or that numbness come over us or however that shows up for you. But you have a reaction to something and then your response generally is um, quite impulsive. And that's something that actually um, from teaching I have gotten better at as well um, because of this framework called the habits of mind, which I'm going to do another whole podcast episode on, but I just want to talk a little bit about one of the habits of mind. Um, and you can Google about the habits of mind, but I again, I'll do an episode and explain it um, in further detail. But one of them is managing your impulsivity. So that comes... Um, with like recognizing when you're having a, a reaction to something and slowing your response and thinking it through before you act. And so I think that um, taking things personally is really wrapped up in that. Like um, what's your response and how quickly are you responding to something and what's it's, what is it based in? Um, so 
the two things that I have used um, other than the the habits of mind, but I'm going to tie that actually to the first one, which is meditation. Meditating and being mindful has really, really helped me um, to not take things personally. And I'm going to tell you a story. Um, When I had cancer, uh, or I should say before I had cancer, I used to take a lot personally. Um, I would feel really deeply about the way people responded to me, um, the, the things they did, and, and I would really take it personally, thinking, you know, like, oh, they don't like me, or I did something wrong, um, and like a lot of negative thoughts. And um, when I became sick, I had all this time where I did a lot of reflecting. Um, I consumed a lot of really interesting books and um, TED Talks and stuff like that, And it really, really helped me um, to start to examine my emotions, um, you know, like what it's like to be empathetic um, and like how to set boundaries. So I think that that was something that I had never even heard about, like what was setting boundaries. Um, And the more that I discovered that and like what that looked like and what it meant and why it was a good thing, um, the more it helped me recognize that I took a lot personally and um, the truth is, is that most people are not thinking about you as much as you think they are. (laughs) And although that may seem initially negative to you, I've actually found it a really helpful thing to carry with me. Um, because people's responses are more about them than they are about you. Um, so like, here's my story. Okay. So, um, I had, I had cancer and when I was done my treatments and I was getting close to returning to work, um, I was given like a return to work plan, which like, if any of you have ever experienced this, it's sort of like, um, you know, building back up your stamina to be at work. So, you know, the first week you show up for an hour a day or two hours a day or whatever, and it sort of builds over a series of weeks until you're back to a full-time schedule. Um, and it is actually really, really helpful, um, because you don't really recognize until you're out of it, like, um, how much, you need that. (laughs) So anyways, um, I was back at work and I was, you know, in the process of this return to work schedule and I was getting close to the end. And one of the admin people at my work, um, came up to me and like sort of our staff area and casually said to me, so this is so-and-so's last week, um, which was the person who was filling in like my other hours. Um, and I said, oh no, um, they should be here for another week because uh, I still have like one more week before I'm back full time. And she quickly had a response, like quickly, re- I should say, reacted um, to that and started sort of yelling at me and saying like, oh no, 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 you know, like you've got this wrong, you made a mistake and really just coming at me. And so it was a moment for me where because I had practiced so much meditation and I had really worked on becoming more mindful that instead of in that moment impulsively responding, reacting back or like having some sort of um, like physical thing where I felt like, oh no, I did something wrong and that like 
feeling in the pit of your stomach or however it is you usually respond I was able to observe and say in my head wow this is really stressful for her um like you know it didn't matter to me who made the mistake but I actually knew just from things that had happened that it had been her and I could see like it was really hard for her to make a mistake um but I was able to tell myself this is not my responsibility I don't need to take this personally this is her response and it has to do with her and then I was able to respond accordingly and I said um it doesn't matter to me who made a mistake a mistake has been made um, but I don't like the way you're speaking to me and so when you're calm we can talk about it and come to a solution together and I walked away and so for some of you that might seem like run-of-the-mill but for me it was huge because in the past I know what I would have done I would have impulsively said oh my gosh I'm so sorry that's all my fault I can't believe I did that ah and I would have felt terrible I would have like been you know trembling inside and just completely taken the disrespectful way that I was being spoken to and I would have worked to find a solution for her and even though regardless of who made the mistake it was in her role to like repair the mistake I still would have taken it on but I had this freedom of of mind and this um ability to respond rather than react from a mindful place and it changed everything And this also ties in really to like we teach people how to treat us and so clearly I had taught her how to treat me. I had taught her from my previous responses to her that it was okay to yell at me, it was okay to put it on me and that I would fix it and she was right because I would have. So um, you know we have to recognize that the way that people react to us the things they say um, the way that they respond has to do with them and their feelings and so when we can make that recognition it really helps to not take things personally you know like countless people would have responded differently right like everybody would have had a slightly different response some people who were okay with mistake mistake making would have been like oh man that sucks okay I hope that she's available next week and then gone to check you know like I mean there could have been so many different responses to that Um, and they're they're individual because that's like you know that's her feelings and we all have our own feelings like our individual um, ways we handle stress we handle mistake making we handle difficulty we handle problem solving and so if you can make that recognition and say huh they must be feeling or wow I'm really noticing this is stressful or huh I or approach it with curiosity like huh I wonder why they said that or I wonder why they're saying that to me and then be able to respond accordingly um it's huge it's huge it seems simple but it's so big um and that's so that's number one is meditation and mindfulness so um the practice of meditation really really does have um, a physiological 
impact on us where we can be calmer, we can reduce our cortisol levels. Um, and so it enables us, um, to respond differently, but you know, that cognitive piece of being able to notice and being able to be curious and being able to respond from a slow place is, um, a really big part of it. So I advocate if you don't meditate, try it 10 minutes a day. Um, you know, it really makes a difference if you have more time. I mean, we can make time for what's a priority for us, but you know, 20 minutes is awesome, um, and feels really good. So, you know, get into that practice. You can also practice mindfulness in other ways. You know, if you're walking somewhere or you're traveling somewhere, you can just, slow and recognize say oh look at how the wind is like rustling those leaves or hear that bird song or wow look at how the light is hitting that isn't that beautiful um and just start to like take moments just quick moments to notice um or observe other people's behavior and then you can see huh I wonder why they said that or I wonder why they responded like that and you can start to be curious about it and so it really helps um, outside of the moment of things that trigger us to like notice these things as well and then over time when you practice this stuff we don't get triggered the same way it's not like that immediate reaction Um, we can slow it down and we can notice it so meditation The second one is growth mindset. Now, if you haven't heard of this concept, um, the the person who came up with it, it, her name is Carol Dweck, and um, she wrote a book all about this. Uh, A simplified version of it, and and this is something I teach my students, is um, there's a great children's book, actually, if you have kids that um, I highly recommend, and it's called something like Brick Brain, Bubblegum Brain. And it's the idea that when you have a fixed mindset, you're a brick brain. So um, imagine like a piece of gum wrapped up in a wrapper and your brain looks like a brick. You're like, you know, not flexible. Um, You know, you view things sort of with an negative outlook. Um, You put an end to things like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. Um, You know, you really like put limits on yourself versus the bubblegum brain, which is the unwrapped bubblegum. It stretches, it's flexible, um, it can bend and move, and that's a growth mindset. So, um, you know, it's the idea of saying, wow, I can't do that yet, or, huh, I hadn't tried it that way, or I wonder if I try again what I'll do differently, and sort of approaching it with like a, um, a flexibility You know, because we know our brains are capable of so much growth and change, which we didn't know before. And now, but now we know, we know about neuroplasticity. We know that the brain can change and that's sort of the idea behind it. Um, And so it's also adopting a really healthy response to mistake making and being okay with making mistakes. Like, um, you know, taking a mistake and turning it into a learning opportunity um, and like or even just 
an opportunity to practice being okay with making a mistake. Um, And I really have gotten so much better at this because making mistakes before was really hard for me. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel safe to me to make mistakes. I had that perfectionist mindset. I held the bar really high to myself. And if I made mistakes, I was super hard on myself. And This is like letting go of all of that and saying, hey, mistake making is part of growth. It's part of life. I can make mistakes and like um, it's okay. It's safe to make mistakes and I can use my growth mindset when I make a mistake to like seek out what the opportunity is here or like um, what can I learn from this or how can I take this forward with me? So using a growth mindset has really, really helped me to not take things personally because I've been able to handle making a mistake. I've been able to handle when things don't go well um, because I can look at it from a different place. So both of these are really mindset um, mindset um, strategies to like face when things come at us and they feel personal and they trigger us, it's thinking new thoughts. It's saying, huh, okay, that feels really bad. I don't like how I feel right now. Why do I feel that way? Um, Okay, I made a mistake. I really hate making mistakes, but what can I get from this? What can I gain from this? I made that mistake, so next time I'm going to do this differently. Or I'm going to approach it this way or I'll talk to this person differently. And so it's giving yourself um, the practice of like more mental flexibility, thinking new thoughts around things that before were really hard and like felt uncomfortable and like building in um, a tolerance for discomfort because we aren't always good at that. And when things are uncomfortable, we can get really like about it and try to get away from it as fast as we can. But discomfort is so important for growth. So we have to figure out how to tolerate it and how to sit with it. And again, that goes back to the meditation and the mindfulness piece because the more we meditate and the more mindful we are, the more we're okay with sitting with things. We can sit with our discomfort. We can sit with the things that don't feel good to us. We can sit with our triggers and then we can slow our response and we can figure out how we want to do things differently. And That's what this is all about. How can I stop taking things personally so I can do something different? I want you to think about how much time, energy, emotion, resource goes into your responses when you take things personally. Let's go back to my example. In my example, not only would I have felt crappy and been like, oh, and then you know what I probably would have done is turned to my close coworker, walked away with her, talked to her about it over and over and over again for the rest of the day, dwelled in negativity. And then I also would have taken the time and energy to go and fix the problem and then hand it to the person and say, here, look, I fixed it, you know, and then wait for them to like approve. What if she didn't give me her approval afterwards? Then how would I have dealt with it? Would I have carried around that feeling as well and then gone back to my friend, talked about it more, dwelled in it more, you know, like it's just, there's so much that goes into taking things personally versus being able to like cut it clean 
and say, huh, I don't like how that person responded, but it's not my response, it's theirs. So how am I going to respond to this? What's the problem? What's the solution? How can I work through this? And just thinking of it from a clean, clear place. And that clean and clear place feels so much better to respond from than reacting from that triggered place, from that place of like, oh, you know? So if you are somebody who takes things personally often, just try thinking some new thoughts. The next time it comes up, practice saying no. Practice saying no to things that you don't want to do and see how that feels. Or the next time you start to take somebody's reaction personally, try to approach it with curiosity and try to imagine why they're responding that way. And what could you do differently if they're stressed? What if you brought your calm energy to that conversation? Maybe you can help them. It's not your responsibility to help them, but maybe through your calm, which feels better to you, you can impart that on them and then get to the solution faster. So when we can be less reactive, manage our impulsivity, be curious and notice and approach things with a growth mindset and think with flexibility and be okay with mistake making, um, a world of possibility opens up and it gets so much easier. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you happen to take things personally, give it a try this week just to like respond a little differently. Do some meditation. Um, There's so many great YouTube videos of guided meditations. There's so many great apps. And even just practicing setting a timer and sitting still and not grasping onto those thoughts, but allowing them to pass. it, it just has such a profound impact on our well-being. And as parents, we want to be able to impart that onto our kids as well and teach them these strategies so that we don't go down the same cycle with them and pass it on to them, um, which is so easy to do, you know. But the more conscious, the more aware we become, the easier it becomes to teach them something different and help free them from that stuff that we've gone through. So I hope this has been helpful. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you again next time. That's all for today. I'll see you again next week. And if you liked today's episode and found it helpful, I'd be so grateful if you would write a review. If you do, your name will be entered for this month's giveaway. You can also share with another mom who would be helped by listening. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at simpleintentional. Thanks for listening.